Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Air Magique. I'm your host, Eric, and with me is my amazing co-host, Niels. Hello, everyone. Today, we're talking all about our favorite Big Thunder Mountain secrets. Yes, so many exciting things to talk about. But before we get to all that, we have some news for y'all. Niels, what's something that's caught your attention at Disneyland Paris over the past month? Yeah, let me uh, take us to uh, Marvel's Avengers Campus in the Walt Disney Studios Park, mm. as we can now meet the superhero who's taken on the iconic role of Black Panther, and that's uh, Shuri. So, cool. so that's really cool. <laughs> Disneyland Paris is also celebrating the release of Black Panther Wakanda Forever with a new themed background at the superhero station in uh, Disney's hotel New York, the Art of Marvel. So yeah. did you have a look <laughs> at it, uh, Eric? <laughs> I mean, I'm so glad they're updating the backgrounds and they're keeping everything yeah. fresh. This I agree. feels a little bit like a step down to me from the Doctor Strange one, which was super cool with that portal thing that he does. I'm sorry, Marvel fans, I'm not using the proper terms I know, but... Yeah, so they replaced it. It's not an additional yeah, opportunity, right? I wish right? it was an yeah. additional thing. Yeah, yeah, me too. Because this, okay, this Black Panther thing, it's the back of the ship mm -hmm. hovering over some weird vector water. I don't really know what to make of it. Like the Doctor Strange thing, it integrated you into the scene. It looked like you're making that cool portal, like you're stepping into the universe. And the graphic was of such high quality too. Like it looked mm -hmm. super photoreal. And this feels cartoony, yeah. especially in the forefront. Mm -hmm. And also where are you supposed to be standing? Yeah. Like the water? Like you're walking on water. Yeah. Like Jesus Christ. Like I don't know. <laughs> yeah, something what, like what that. Yeah, I, I, so. I really don't know. No. And those clouds, they also look a bit pixelated. Yeah. I'm not impressed. I totally agree that it's fantastic that they update yeah. things yeah. in both Avengers Campus and Hotel New York with the new movies. But quality-wise, this could have been better. It feels like a step down from the previous thing. If it would have been an addition and not a replacement, it wouldn't have been such a big deal. Then we could have just said, oh, you know, it's just a temporary mm -hmm. movie overlay, whatever, moving on to the next thing. But since this is replacing Doctor Strange, it's not completely worthy. Maybe we'll get back Doctor Strange yeah. uh, after <laughs> Wakanda Forever is released uh, for a while. Also, a movie which I got to check out last weekend, there's so many beautiful sets and scenes that they could have gone with as a backdrop for a photo shoot. Mm -hmm. I don't really understand why they went with with this in particular because the city of Wakanda itself already looks so gorgeous like they could have done a cool cityscape mm -hmm. or something I don't know like anything <laughs> but I don't want to hate on this too much really cool to see that they have the character in the park and how yeah, quickly they got it exactly. into the park so too. that's exactly what we need for every new yeah. Marvel series on Disney Plus or movie in the cinemas yeah. as is that also what we see happening in the Avengers Campus over at Disneyland Anaheim totally. yeah happy that we also get some new stuff already after around two two and a half months that Avengers Campus opened so yeah, yeah pretty quick really yeah. cool yeah when Disneyland in California got Moon Knight and we didn't I was already like oh put on the short end of the stick again but <laughs> then now we have Black Panther and we got it at the same time that they did and the costume looks mm -hmm. fabulous the character looks amazing so I'm glad that we're also getting some love in yeah. our Avengers and I now remember that we already had Mighty Thor Jane Foster yeah. when uh, Thor Love and uh, Thunder was uh, released so actually this is already the second time that we get a new character in the campus so that's uh, yeah that's true that's a pretty good uh, track record already <laughs> totally but there's more news around uh, the wakanda forever release so in the skyline bar at hotel new york there are some new wakanda inspired cocktails they look really fancy yes. but yeah didn't have the op opportunity yet to try them myself 
I'm happy that they introduced some new stuff there as well to keep it interesting to check out uh, the cocktails. Totally. I'm always for new food and drink items, so I'm a huge fan. And the Skyline Bar is pretty fun. Yeah, and they look really mm -hmm. cool, like you said. They look really fancy. The one with the massive bubble yeah. <laughs> with all that foam underneath. It looks like so much fun to drink. There's another one that has a silhouette of the Black Panther mask, which also looks pretty nifty. Yeah, and the other one is really blue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't really get the reference. Is it maybe for the new bad guys oh i don't want to spoil anything i'll keep my mouth shut but i think that's what it is um <laughs> oh, probably yeah no but this massive bubble it reminds me of the bubbles in the disney junior dream factory show oh that's so true there's smoke inside so <laughs> they should do a cocktail for exactly that. so when you touch them there's some smoke coming out and i think this is also a smoke ah, is that uh, based smoke? bubble oh, yes. like from dry eyes i think that's ah. it Okay. Yeah, no, you're right. There's no texture. Yeah. It has to be smoke. I think so. Yeah. But that's oh, cool. cool. So when you pop it, there's a nice little <laughs> and it's gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then half, yeah. half of your cocktail yeah, is yeah, gone. Yeah. <laughs> there yeah. go my 10 plus euro. Bye bye 50 euros. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's no, really accurate, fancy. Yeah. It's really Instagrammable. So totally. it's nice for a fancy night out. I hope they taste as good as they look because then they're definitely yeah. worth it. Overall, it's just a couple of things around this new one movie release but it's uh, really exciting and uh, promising for the future most definitely keep bringing us new things this on paris it's super exciting exactly <laughs> yeah so what caught your eye eric yeah well i got a little bit of a debbie downer here um <laughs> so a park-wide electrical outage was responsible for a rough start on the 5th of november 2022 at Disneyland paris mm -hmm. many attractions opened later than expected and the credit card system could not be rebooted Shops and restaurants operated on a cash-only basis, resulting in really long lines at the park's few ATMs. Also, the annual passholder discounts were unavailable, and parkers had trouble getting into the parks as the tickets could not be scanned properly. Cast members also had to use makeshift wait time signs due to the network failure. Mm -hmm. And they even had a PSA in the official Disneyland Paris app that informed parkours. Yeah. And I'm quoting here, important information due to a global network issue, we are unable to operate certain services in the Disney parks, such as Disney Premier Access, payment by credit card, or the display of attraction wait times. We are currently working hard to resolve the problem as quickly as possible. We wish you a magical day at Disneyland Paris, end quote. Disneyland Paris has been suffering from power outages over the past few years. This is nothing really new. And according to various sources, these are widespread electric blackouts throughout Val de Europe and not just at Disneyland Paris. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, not great. <laughs> I'm glad they got some makeshift wait time signs made so people could at least get a feeling for how long yeah. they would have to stand in line for. Of course, you don't have that lovely overview. But I think the biggest takeaway from this is, y'all, when you go to Disneyland Paris, always have backup cash yeah hand because that way you won't have to wait in long lines at the atms and you can just say okay fine card systems down no problem here's my cash yeah. it can be savior yeah exactly as a lot of people had to leave the restaurants they had their reservations that was already difficult for disney to check yeah. but then uh, if you didn't have any money you had to go out yeah. <laughs> get your <laughs> money pay. and then come back <laughs> to have your lunch or dinner right. at some point the atms were like a bigger attraction than any of the attractions in the parks as, yeah uh, they were really long cues <laughs> so indeed always bring some backup cash we went last weekend and we received this message in the app which you just read but luckily there weren't any issues that day anymore but uh, yeah i quickly uh, 
<laughs> got some cash <laughs> to be sure indeed yeah just to be safe at least the atms are still working yeah which is a miracle in and of itself considering that the credit card network was down so <laughs> at least there was that True. Yeah. it happened again not the power outage as far as i know but the network outage on the 8th so just a few days mm -hmm. later and again, the wait times weren't working in the app and payment by credit card was also not possible. One of our listeners, shout out to Simon, he was in the park around that time and they couldn't make use of his annual pass holder discount. So the cast member at one of the buffet locations was kind enough to give him his cast member discount, which I thought was such great service and so unexpected at Disneyland Paris because they just couldn't get the annual pass holder discount to work because of the network issues. But apparently the cast member discount worked for some reason. So <laughs> that's really cool to hear. Also, because of the wait time signs, our listener Simon, he has a little bit more experience in the parks. He was able to judge <laughs> by looking at the line what the yeah. real wait time was. So I think he mentioned that Big Thunder Mountain was listing a super high wait of like 50 something minutes, but he looked at the line and there was nobody in it. So it ended up being a walk on. How cool is that? No. Yeah. <laughs> As always, experience is the mm -hmm. best guide. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. But I do want to end on a positive note here and say that this past Halloween season, we've just switched over to Christmas. So we've got a bunch of cool Christmas stuff in the parks right now, but the Halloween season was pretty cool this yep. year. Reused a lot of the elements we're familiar with, but put a new twist on them with new 30th anniversary decorations on top. And mm -hmm. Mickey's Halloween celebration was also better than ever, in my opinion, with a really cool show stop at Central Plaza. And you've got Melanie and the Phantom grooving around on one of the castle stages, dancing fountains in the background and the beautiful upbeat parade song. So I thought it was really fun. And it reminded me of Dream and Shine brighter yeah. with the show stop and the dance breakdown so yeah. that was pretty cool were you able to catch the mickey's halloween celebration yeah Niels? definitely yeah it's one of my favorite cavalcades parades but adding these show stops well really gives it some extra value makes it a bit bigger yeah like shannon uh sorry <laughs> no problem <laughs> i always want to say dream big and shine brighter but it's not it's just yeah. dream dot 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 and shine dream. brighter and shine brighter yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just like dream and shine <laughs> shine brighter <laughs> so really disney found out that these show stops are well a thing yeah <laughs> and i don't think any of the other disney parks globally have show stops like this so yeah it feels uh, pretty unique uh, so far most definitely i love them i think it's really cool because it almost feels like an outdoor show and a parade merged yeah, into one exactly yeah. and the energy of these show stops has just been so upbeat it really entertains you I mentioned mm -hmm. previously when we were talking about Dream and Shine Brighter that sometimes these theme park outdoor stage shows can be a little bit of a bore, but both Dream and Shine Brighter as well as Mickey's Halloween Celebration, there is so much energy, there is so much choreography, there is so much going on and so much to look at. Zero boredom. And I had to watch the show three or four times to really get the whole experience because on each of the stages, something different's going on and they're surrounding you, all the four yeah. stages, plus all the floats, which continue to have a certain number of characters which are dancing as well as dancers on yeah. the street so ah there's so much I love and yeah. yeah i really hope they keep using this format in the future castle involved yeah it's fantastic yeah it doesn't matter where you stand on or around central plaza there's always something yeah. to see so that 
that's pretty good. And now for the Christmas parade, I know that they also have a show stop on Central Plaza. Did you get to check out the new Christmas parade with the show stop uh, when you were visiting this past weekend? Didn't check out the show stop at uh, Central Plaza because it was already uh, pretty busy. Okay. Uh, it was the opening weekend, right. so the park was packed and everyone wanted to see that yeah. <laughs> parade, of course. And there were only two uh, showings on that day. We found ourselves a nice spot on Town Square. So that is also nice because you can see the big Christmas tree sparkling and have the parade floats nicely making their round over there. So that also looked really magical. But I saw some YouTube videos of the stop on Central Plaza and that's definitely a step up. Yeah, if you have the chance, go there <laughs> and maybe do a second round later because the five o'clock show was not completely in the dark and the later show well, yeah, was pretty dark. So uh, the lights of the floats right. are even more impressive. So that's uh, yeah. definitely something to go for. Yeah. That sounds awesome. I can't wait to check out the Christmas season. Now, before we get to this month's main topic, we wanted to quickly mention that in this month's Patreon exclusive show, we're talking all about Phantom Manor. In this highly detailed multi-part series, Niels and I are decrypting Phantom Manor. <laughs> We're exploring the fabulous facts shared in the official book, as well as the ones that aren't. If you would like to support the show and get access to our Patreon-exclusive episodes, you can do so for as little as two euro per month on patreon.com slash <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. You keep the show running. And you can stick around to the very end of the show for a short preview of that Patreon-exclusive episode. Yes. <laughs> now, Big Thunder Mountain is one of Disneyland Paris's flagship attractions and is widely viewed as the best version of the ride worldwide. The intricate experience Imagineers have put together is one of the best experiences any Disney park has to offer. The story of Big Thunder Mountain is so deeply intertwined in the legends of Thunder Mesa that it's impossible to talk about the iconic attraction without mentioning the fictional town that it's set in. Here's the story as told by Jeff Burke, executive producer, Bob Barnick, Imagineer, and Craig Fleming, showwriter. The frontiersmen who lived within the pristine surroundings of Big Thunder Mountain were farmers, poachers, and smugglers. Tobias Norton and Sons Frontier Traders was the first shop to open in Thunder Mesa. In 1853, Henry Ravenswood, who was born in 1795, and yes, that is the Henry Ravenswood from Phantom Manor, well, he struck gold in the mighty Big Thunder Mountain. Before long, the Thunder Mesa Mining Company was founded. Thousands of hopeful individuals were attracted by the newfound riches. Thunder Mesa's population was growing at a spectacular rate. As the town prospered, new modern shops opened for business to meet increased demand for food and supplies, hence the Thunder Mesa Mercantile Building. The miners and merchants settled on the eastern part of town and relaxed at the Lucky Nugget Saloon, founded in 1858 by Miss Diamond Little. <laughs> <laughs> I hope to see more of her in the future. I really oh, miss yeah, her. From, she was great. in the stage shows originally, right? Yeah. 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 Bring that back, Disney, please. <laughs> yeah. There's no entertainment anymore, indeed, in the Lucky Nugget Saloon for quite a long time. But there was always yeah. some live entertainment, some puppet shows. Totally. Well, something. And now... <laughs> We don't have anything. Yeah, it was so nice to eat your burger while listening to somebody play the piano or a fun puppet show or yep. Miss Diamond Little doing her thing. <laughs> Situated on the west side end of Thunder Mesa, close to Ravenswood Manor, was the Silver Spur Steakhouse, which was the most expensive restaurant in Thunder Mesa. And still is. Yeah. <laughs> 
that's true. <laughs> Ouch, my wallet. No, but the steak is really good because they have an open flame grill. It really does add some special flavor to the meat. So for all y'all meat lovers out there, this is a great place to visit if you want some good steak at Disneyland Paris. Yep, definitely. It catered to the high society with upscale meals in an extravagant setting. On the other end of the spectrum, outlaws and desperados rubbed shoulders at the Last Chance Cafe. So I have a fun fact here, <laughs> branching off here just a little bit. So in the early years, the Silver Spur Steakhouse housed several real masterpieces by artists Edward Borain, Charles Russell, and Albert Bierstadt that were on loan from an American collector. Mm. Regrettably, the paintings had to be replaced by copies in 1994 since grease from the grill began to penetrate the glass displays, oh, which no. <laughs> over time could have damaged the priceless originals. Yes, what we have there today are copies of those paintings, but for a while, you could have seen the originals there. So it's almost as if, again, Disneyland Paris acts as a sort of museum, which yeah, always reminds nice. me of the items on loan from the Smithsonian in the Liberty Arcade and Discovery Arcade. Yeah. So each restaurant in Thunder Mesa pays homage to an important medal of the Wild West. The Lucky Nugget Saloon to gold, the Silver Spur Restaurant to silver, and the Last Chance Cafe to copper. The latter by way of its hammered copper counter. <laughs> but back to Big Thunder Mountain. Legend says it's protected by the Indian Thunderbird God. By Indian, we mean Native American, just for clarification. <laughs> when somebody yeah. tries to steal from the mountain, the Thunderbird flaps its wings, which draws lightning and shakes the earth. In 1860, the Thunder Mesa Mining Company was struck by the wrath of the Thunderbird. Henry Ravenswood and his wife lost their lives during the horrible earthquake. For safety reasons, the gold mine closed and the mining company ceased its activities. Once the gold rush fizzled out, miners and fortune seekers began to leave town and Thunder Mesa settled down. Today, Big Thunder Mountain takes only the bravest miners to the heart of the Rocky Mountain. But beware of the capricious nature of the mine and the Thunderbird. Really, the story of Big Thunder Mountain and Frontierland are so intertwined that it's worth checking out our Frontierland deep dive show, if you haven't yet, by the way. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's a good one to start with before visiting Frontierland at all. Yeah. <laughs> As you will see so much more. So true. If you know this story and see all these little details and see that it's a complete town, everything connects to each other. So yeah, it's really well yeah. done for that reason also. My favorite land in uh, Disneyland Paris. It is the most yeah. extensive land in my opinion. Like it's just so deep, so detailed and so rich. Really yeah. a whole TV series or a movie could be made from the story <laughs> yeah. alone. It's so cool. So Niels, you've picked out some amazing Big Thunder Mountain secrets for us. Yeah. Would you mind sharing your first? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so my first is the Baby Doe Mine. So you don't come along this little mine when you are in the regular queue, but you are able to see this when you bought the Premier Access Pass for faster access to the wildest ride in the wilderness. Yeehaw! So in the past you, you could see this if you had the free fast pass but nowadays you need to pay unfortunately yeah. <laughs> but as the name baby doe mine on the sign above it already reveals it's a very small mine entrance and we can spot also a very small minecart it's a cute detail in my opinion and we don't know for sure what the name doe refers to as there are various suggestions online but i guess we have to wait for an official book to read all about it yes <laughs> we need that disneyland paris yes yeah, that would be a nice fourth addition to the series 
after the Phantom Manor, the Pirates and the Space Mountain uh, books. This would be great. Yeah. But maybe we'll <laughs> learn more about it in the future. While researching, I came along something interesting. Have you ever heard about the Little Thunder Mine era? I've seen it, I think, on concept art. Right. But that's about it. Yeah. There's not much detail available online but indeed this was a concept as part of the big thunder mountain imagineering process and the little thunder mine was meant to become a calmer kiddie coaster as an addition to big thunder mountain so uh, that uh, would have been really nice it would include an outdoor section and an indoor section and on the concept art we could see multiple waterfalls in the indoor part that uh, would have been amazing uh, really cool to have in the park yeah so this baby doe mine that we see as part of the queue theming of our actual big thunder mountain might be a reference to that kitty coaster that we never got but yeah i'm not completely sure <laughs> if that is the true reference but uh, at least something to dream about <laughs> i mean it seems plausible also i totally wouldn't be mad if we got rid of the playground and replace it with this really cool looking little thunder yeah. mine kitty coaster because it would just be such a nice extension of big thunder mountain itself yeah. especially with that really short dark ride portion with the multicolored waterfalls that you can see in the concept art mm-hmm. by the way that concept art is in the new the art of disneyland paris book if i'm not mistaken right yeah i think it is in there yeah no super cool besides casey jr there's no real like kitty coaster in our park no this is something that would definitely fit wonderfully into Frontierland. so yeah wouldn't be mad at seeing it sometime in the the future (laughs) but very (laughs) maybe yeah unprobable unless they can stick ip in there somehow Mm, yeah (laughs) we'll see maybe we'll get uh, woody uh, and jesse uh, in there then (laughs) 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 they tried it with the uh, cowboy uh, cookout barbecue restaurant Uh, they had woody and uh, jesse uh, on the front sign uh, for a while but uh they removed it again so uh, thank god <laughs> keep thunder mesa free of any ip please yeah look what it did to discovery land my lord <laughs> so yeah thankfully Frontierland is still still <laughs> pretty authentic yeah still yeah. pretty authentic yeah. true to its original vision so how about your first fun fact eric yeah so i wanted to talk a little bit about the inspiration and ideation behind big thunder mountain mm-hmm. so disneyland paris icon and imagineer tony baxter came up with the attraction concept Baxter struck inspirational gold after researching Monument Valley and its geological formations. Big Thunder Mountain's elevator pitch came to be a wild runaway train down the most remote valleys of the American West, through bat-infested caves and mountains prone to strong earthquakes. Unlike the mine train-inspired attractions offered in other theme parks at the time, like the runaway mine train at Six Flags Over Texas, considered to be the first concept of its kind, Imagineers went with a more scenery-first design approach, so rather than just placing props around the roller coaster track, the scenery would actively influence how the track would be built. While there are currently four versions of Big Thunder Mountain worldwide, the first would open in California in 1979. Baxter's Mountain experienced some delays after management prioritized Space Mountain, which opened in 1975 in the Magic Kingdom and 1977 in California for the struggling Tomorrowland. The final planning process proved to be a challenge. Big Thunder Mountain was the first Disney attraction whose construction was planned on a computer. Now, we have to mentally travel back in time here because computers at the time weren't the powerhouses we have today. (laughs) No. The engineers and designers had a really tough time trying to lay out the dynamically planned track. 
After reviewing the track layout, brake system, and fluidity of the track, Imagineers also had to expand on the existing system. It wasn't familiar with various trains on the track at the same time. Finally, a total of nine different computer models were created that completely encompassed technological, architectural, and technical requirements. Yeah, like, oof. I mean, if I think back to my first laptop in the 90s <laughs> and how slow it was, and this is 1970s, early 1980s, I can't imagine yeah. what frustrations the Imagineers at the time had to go through <laughs> because of the technological limitations. But so cool that they tried something new and planted on a computer. Yeah. It's really awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. So that was like start the process and uh, well, we'll come back tomorrow <laughs> to see what the result is. <laughs> Have you gotten to ride Big Thunder Mountain in the Magic Kingdom as well, Niels? Yes. Yeah. 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 That's the only other version that I personally wrote, but I liked it. But it was definitely not the thrill that we have here in Paris with uh, the tunnels. Yeah. The whole idea of being on an island. Yeah, it's definitely a different experience. And um, and also the whole frontier land in Paris is so widely set up. It feels totally different. So uh, yeah, definitely prefer Paris. It's yeah. so immersive. Everything you look at supports the story of the attraction you're riding in that moment. And that's something uniquely to sell in Paris. Yeah, and a lot of nature yeah. around, space around. So yeah, it's really a different feeling. Totally. The only scene that I really enjoy in the Magic Kingdom that we don't have is the dinosaur bones that you ride through on the train. Well, we do have the dino bones over at the yeah. geysers, but I think it's such a fun thing to right mm -hmm. through the bones yeah know. exactly <laughs> yeah but other than that our version is definitely the definitive edition i would say of big thunder mountain yeah i totally agree yeah. what's your next secret niels yeah <laughs> my second secret is uh, well did you know that the props used for theming the ride and you were already talking a lot about uh, the theming how uh, immersive it is yeah. but not just the theming of the ride but also the queue and all the surroundings of big thunder mountain are authentic pieces of mining and railroad equipment it's so cool yeah here we have the museum again yeah, yeah totally <laughs> Imagine true, yeah. tony baxter gave designer pat burke the very cool assignment to search for vintage and mining devices and other pieces of equipment that would fit the budget of course but he was able to find so many things and buy them and therefore yeah our Big Thunder Mountain in Paris really feels like some kind of U.S. mining museum, <laughs> my opinion. One of the bigger props is a steam uh, tractor. It looks like it is in, well, a very good condition. I'm not sure if it would actually work, but uh, it looks really, uh, <laughs> really well maintained. And you can find it just across the street of Big Thunder Mountain's entrance. It came all the way from uh, Missouri, uh, USA. And another fun fact is something that I haven't found any official information on, but I counted seven spades and seven metal buckets inside the upper part of the queue building. So my speculation here is that this is a hidden link to Disney's first feature-length animated film, Snow White, and those seven cute little dwarfs who also worked in a mine. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. I'm not sure about this, but yeah. It seems very plausible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so these are also authentic props, but yeah, seven. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I'm always thinking about uh, these uh, seven dwarfs, so it might be a reference. There's also that one hidden Mickey in the queue. I think it's a couple of barrels, right, that are hoisted up at yeah. the ceiling. So that's always a nice thing to look out for yeah. when you're going down the stairs. Close to the point where the two lines merge. Yeah, exactly. Or where the premier access people 
get in yeah just before that yeah i always notice that when i'm going down the stairs to board the train because if you look up to your right you have a really good ah, view at them. you can still spot them yeah. yeah with the seven spades that totally makes sense i feel like that's something that tony baxter would also um, like to do yeah because he's such a <laughs> fan yeah exactly yeah. that's uh, <laughs> what i was thinking Very yeah. neat. so your second fact Eric. nothing is more theme park than an in-depth attraction refurbishment mm. and in 2015 big thunder mountain at disneyland paris underwent a major facelift oh, yeah. for the first time since the attraction's opening in 1992 it was closed for almost a whole year the project kicked off in a big way with the complete draining of rivers of the far west Looking down from the Phantom Manor balcony, parkourers had a unique view of the usually hidden guide rails of the Thunder Mesa riverboat landing. I was lucky enough to be there when this was going on. It really was so strange seeing (laughs) rivers of the far west drained and having all those technical things exposed, but also quite fascinating. Yeah, so you could clearly see that this Thunder Mesa riverboat (laughs) is not an actual boat. No, not in the classic (laughs) sense at all. Yeah, it's really fascinating because it's peek behind the scenes, right? Exactly. Well, a little bit of magic gone. (laughs) Yeah. It took nearly three weeks to completely drain and dry rivers of the far west, as well as an additional two weeks to refill them again. In total, the river holds 50,000 liters of water, so that's about 13,209 gallons. Mm, Imagineers had a few surprises waiting from them after draining the lake. Hundreds of lost mobile phones, yeah, I can imagine, (laughs) thousands of baseball caps, and even stranger, a whole printer. That... (laughs) Mm. I'm wondering where that was coming from. <laughs> was somebody riding Big Thunder Mountain with their office printer fax machine? That's what I have in my head. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's weird. So weird. <laughs> the refurbishment primarily focused on restoring the original color palette of the mountain. The faded 33 meter high mountain required more than 22,800 liters of paint. So that's pretty much how much paint was originally required to paint the mountain. So this just shows they basically repainted everything. Everything, yeah. Most trees were also replaced because they had grown too large over the years, revealing the mountain's forced perspective illusion. Younger trees replaced the older ones, restoring the forced perspective illusion. Paul Comstock, who was in charge of landscaping, explains, quote, To make the mountain appear taller than its 33 meters, we used a trick called forced perspective. We used larger trees in the foreground and smaller trees towards the back. In addition, we played around with the color, using subtle and more faded colors in the background and more vibrant colors in the foreground, end quote. Disneyland Paris plus Big Thunder Mountain with an explosive new show scene on the third lift hill. Originally, a minecart could be seen in one of the tunnels until a detonation simulated by strobing lights and sound effects revealed a shiny golden vein which was lit by a few oil lamps left by the miners. The new version features projection mapping, fog, moving props, and LED lighting effects to simulate a massive dynamite explosion. The new show scene was heavily inspired by the Californian version. When it works, <laughs> yeah. it's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, it's always one effect that's not working, sometimes more than one. So it's really rare to get the full experience. I do wish they would have also hidden the projectors a little bit better, mm-hmm. maybe. Sometimes it's really <laughs> catches my eye and I'm like, oh, there's a pane of glass there with a the projector behind it. But for the most part, it's pretty cool. And like I said, especially when it's all working, working together, yeah. it's very <laughs> exciting to see. Yeah, Seeing the sparks simulated by LED scripts run up to the dynamite, the large fiery explosion through projection mapping, engulf the cave while the rocks appear to tumble on the train, and those are physical effects, Mm -hmm. with pressurized fog fills the space. Imagineers even had to alter their surrounding landscape in order to accommodate the new show scene. 
two massive air tanks power the high pressure fog effects. And these are strategically hidden near the Pocantas Indian village known as the Frontierland Playground today. I have yet to spot these tanks, but I'm going to keep my eyes peeled next time if I can see mm. maybe just a little bit of them yeah. because that's really cool. I haven't noticed them indeed. Yeah. Maybe you can't see them. <laughs> it could be that they're hidden behind some walls or something. Yeah, who knows? Maybe on the next trip with the Molly Brown, I yeah. might take a closer look over yeah, that area. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the last time I was on Big Thunder Mountain, the fog effects weren't working. And mm -hmm. also the LED strips, which simulate that spark running up to the dynamite. There is just a lot of static orangey red LEDs yeah. in various sections. Mm. There are still sections where it was moving, but other parts were just static. So it ruined the illusion a little yeah. bit. I feel like this is a complex show scene that requires a lot of maintenance and it's just not getting it at the moment. I'm happy we have it. Overall, it's a really fun thing yeah. to have. Yeah, I totally agree. And I was there last weekend and I think everything worked except for the smoke effect. So, uh, yeah. yeah. It's also kind of a timing issue. So if you're sitting in the middle and front portion yeah, of the train, that's true. you really don't get to see a lot, especially the fog effects. They come in very late. Yeah. Those you really only get to enjoy if you're sitting at the very No, that's last totally car. true. Sometimes <laughs> I'm looking over my shoulder to check if the effect uh, is working as I realize that I could have missed it. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> so what's your last secret, Niels? Well, the third secret. <laughs> <laughs> and my last one for today is about the Big Thunder Mountain trains, or actually it's uh, well, a bunch of small fun facts about uh, these trains. Cool beans. So there are six trains in total at Disneyland Paris, each with five cars. There are three rows in a car and each seat two people. So that's a total of 30 riders per train. Nice. The maximum capacity of the ride is 24, 24 guests. <laughs> that's such a nice number. <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering if that uh, means something, but that's a pretty good uh, capacity. Excellent, yeah. But smaller kids might sit in between their parents, so that could increase capacity a little bit. <laughs> Although there are six trains, it seems that Disneyland Paris could only use five trains at the same time on the track so uh, yeah there's always a backup train when one is under its regular maintenance or uh, well broke down good to know yeah the trains have been created by dutch coaster manufacturer Vekoma, and they reach a maximum speed of approximately 64 kilometers an hour that's 40 miles per hour a lot of the train sounds you hear are coming from the speakers alongside the track. So think, for example, about yeah. the whistles. Locomotives don't seem to have an actual whistle, so... Well, <laughs> some things are just an illusion. Yeah. One last fact about the trains. The Big Thunder Mountain version we have at Disneyland Paris is, uh, well, better themed than the other versions of the rides in other parks. But our trains are also painted in such a way that they look old and rusty uh -huh. while the trains in the US parks and in Tokyo are in, well, a pretty mint condition. They're also more orange colored. Yeah. So it's uh, pretty interesting. It's a bit like the story of the Haunted Mansion. Yeah. Huh? Walt Disney wanted it pristine in the mint condition. So maybe that's it. But ours really look like old mine trains and not like new ones. I never noticed before that the ones in the US look pristine. But now that you mentioned it, yeah, they totally do. Honestly, I prefer the old and rusted look because it fits the story of like an yeah, old mine too. and a runaway train and the whole exactly. storyline with yeah. the Thunderbird that parts of it were destroyed. 
Having a pristine train, at least in Paris, wouldn't yeah. really fit properly. It feels less toy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I get some toy vibes uh, when I look now at the US cars uh, somehow. Because they're so perfect, <laughs> there's no wear and tear. Yeah. It's kind of like Star Wars with that used space aesthetic versus the new pristine Star Trek aesthetic. It's lived in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's it. Yeah. Can you say the Dutch roller coaster manufacturer's name one more time for me, please? Because I've been saying it wrong all my life then, because I've no. kept on calling it Vacoma. Yeah, I would say Vacoma, but Vacoma. Yeah, okay. Vacoma. So that's like the proper Dutch pronunciation, Vacoma. Yeah, well, it's not an actual word, so... Right. I would say Vacoma, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Vacoma, <laughs> maybe some people would say. But I think Vacoma or... Uh, Something like that. Okay, I'll keep that in mind uh, for the future. Pretty okay, right? <laughs> yeah, totally, yeah. totally. <laughs> I think it's owned by a Japanese company nowadays. Oh, Konichiwa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I remember that they were bought some years ago. Interesting. Yeah. They make a lot of stuff, so it's definitely next to Intamin, yeah. one of the power players. There's so many roller coaster and amusement park construction companies in Europe. I noticed this again while looking at a Wikipedia list of attractions at Disneyland Paris and Europa Park, which we also visited Mm -hmm. again recently, which funnily enough, they don't build all of their own attractions, even though Europa Park is owned by Mac, which builds attractions, but they have a lot from other manufacturers as well. So places all over Switzerland, Germany, the Netherlands, it's incredible. So there's a huge diverse pool of manufacturers that we have here in Europe, which is pretty Mm -hmm. impressive. But Vekoma is a pretty big one. I think they were founded in 1926. So historical. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they did a lot of the coasters in uh, Efteling of course. Makes sense, yeah. Makes sense indeed. <laughs> also uh, in the Netherlands, but you will find their coasters also in the uh, Walibi parks. Of course in Disneyland Paris uh, Big Thunder Mountain, but also Space Mountain and the former rock and roller coaster, now Flight Force in Fantasialand. They do have some coasters I uh, remember. They do. But even in Walt Disney World, Expedition Everest, that's also a Vekoma right? Yeah. Also the trains from Expedition Everest have this nice used look to them yeah so they're more related to our big thunder mountain in disneyland paris than (laughs) the big thunder mountain magic kingdom is yeah i agree they also have this really fun steam effect at least they used to when they docked at the station the locomotive was hollow so underneath the track there was a pipe that would blow hot (laughs) steam up into yeah yeah, and then it appeared to come out of the locomotives (laughs) yeah that's really smart. Uh, yeah. What do you call it? Exhaust. Yeah. It was a really fun little detail. It would also work really well for Big Thunder Mountain and Disneyland Paris, yeah. actually. <laughs> that would have been nice. Yeah. So maybe that's yeah. for the next big maintenance uh, rounds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I hope Indeed. it doesn't come too soon because I really love riding Big Thunder Mountain when in Paris. Yeah. If we have to miss it for another year. Oh, <laughs> it feels like forever. <laughs> yeah. 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 Indeed. Over to your last one, Eric. Yeah, so I wanted to expand upon the legend of the Thunderbird a little bit. So the Thunderbird is a figure from real life Native American mythology, where it is described as a spirit that flies above mountain peaks and can create storms by flapping its wings. Described as a supernatural being, the enormous bird represented power and strength that protected humans from evil spirits. Big Thunder Mountain at Disneyland Paris is not the only attraction that pays homage to the Thunderbird. Artwork of several Thunderbirds decorate the Museum of Fantastic Flight in Tokyo Disney Sea's version of Soaring. Hmm. However, the official legend first published in Disneyland Paris is the only attraction legend to ever mention the Thunderbird by name. A carving of the Thunderbird can even be spotted on a rock in Thunder Mesa, although 
I haven't been able to find it yet. No, <laughs> I don't know. It should be have there indeed, it, but no, it's hard to spot, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> if any of our listeners have been able to find this, please send me a picture and let me know where it is because I'm still searching. <laughs> the Thunderbird is also included in the logo of the Thunder Mesa Daily Messenger. Yeah. The messenger hung on the construction walls around Phantom Manor and can now be seen in the official book Phantom Manor Decrypted. You can also listen to us break it down on last month's Patreon exclusive show. There's a theory that the legend of the Thunderbird originates from the misidentification of prehistoric reptile bones such as dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. Well, either way, Big Thunder Mountains internationally and Thunder Mesa both have visible Tyrannosaurus Rex skeletons within the rock work of the land. So like we mentioned previously in the Magic Kingdom version, you ride through it. And in our version, your best bet is to take a trip around the rivers of the far west with the Molly Brown and you can see them right next to the geysers on the right hand side next to Boot Hill. You can even spot them from Big Thunder Mountain if you know exactly where to look at the right moment. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's tougher. (laughs) True. (laughs) So I do have one last random little mini fact. Yeah. The goat nibbling the clothes from the clothesline is named Clarabelle. Hmm. <laughs> so the next time the train is running up the second lift hill and you see Clarabelle, you know, you can wave to her and you now know <laughs> that the goat's name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And another one. In December of 1992, a French woman by the name of Madame de Guers offered her collection of 200 cactus plants to design Paris. The cacti took their place in front of Big Thunder, at least for the duration of the milder season. The plants are carefully removed to the greenhouse for the winter months. <laughs> In this way, France pays homage to the legendary Far West, of which it is so fond. Yeah, nice. That's a really fun thing with the cacti. Nice. Awesome. Well, this is really cool. I love taking a look at Big Thunder Mountain. It's really my favorite attraction at Disneyland Park. It's always the thing that I look forward to riding yeah. the most in that park. Um, of course, the iconic dark rides like Phantom Manor and Pirates of the Caribbean mm. are just spectacular but big thunder mountain will yeah always have a special a place in my heart action and this <laughs> yeah. whole story is so fantastic it's still my number one indeed yeah for me too after all these years and phantom manor is definitely a runner-up yeah after all these <laughs> yeah. years indeed it remains well fascinating so yeah. i'm really happy that we have this fantastic version of the iconic ride it's just the right balance of thrill ride, dark ride. It's not too intense that you feel worn out afterwards like you do on Space Mountain. At least I do uh, <laughs> at my old age of <laughs> 30s. So it's got great feng shui when it comes to thrill and I can just ride it all day long yep. and be perfectly Me happy. Too. It's such a fun attraction. And it's also really fun to do it at night. Yeah. It's dark. Yeah, it's, it's a totally different experience than totally. if you ride it when uh, illumination uh, is going on oh, then uh, you might be able to spot some fireworks from one of the lift hills so that's even more amazing but uh well small chance <laughs> of course but <laughs> that's yeah. true it needs some timing and keeping an eye on the wait times but it's a beautiful experience the one big advantage to riding it in the evening besides seeing all the amazing lighting outside is that you get a better appreciation of the last tunnel sequence when you're riding under the water and you see the bats way more clearly because your eyes have adjusted to darker conditions so that's something that in the daytime it's a little bit harder to To see spot the details yeah and that last underwater tunnel portion is just chef's kiss it's glorious i love it (laughs) but the backside of riding it at night is that because of all those nice lights 
you will clearly see Sleeping Beauty Castle. You will see the Tower of Terror. That's true. And that takes you a little bit away from Thunder Mesa. Yeah. And of course, you can see them by day as well, but... They don't catch your eye as much, right? Yeah, exactly. All these nice colorful lights at night yeah. make those uh, buildings <laughs> stand out a little bit too much from Big Thunder Mountain. We just have to be patient and wait another 50 years and then the trees will be tall enough and maybe... Yeah, maybe. <laughs> cover maybe. those up as well. <laughs> yeah, indeed. <laughs> at least in the summer months, yeah. Awesome. Niels, where can people find yeah, you? Please follow me uh, on Instagram. I'm at Capturing Disney Parks and I post daily pictures and stories about the parks. Uh, for all my other activities, please visit CapturingDisneyParks.com. Awesome. Be sure to follow Air Magique on Twitter, Instagram, and check out our website, airmagique.net, for all the latest Disneyland Paris news and podcast updates. Please consider supporting the show on patreon.com slash You get access to a completely new episode every month and it really helps out a lot and keeps the show running. Before we go, we did want to thank some of our patrons and you can also get in a shout out starting at the Sequoia tier. So thank you to Simon, Jen, JP, Jerry, and tulips <laughs> thank you so much y'all yeah thanks guys <laughs> stay safe out there and have a wonderful day bye-bye bye-bye so the first is that you can see big thunder mountain in the grand ballroom scene if you look at the window on the bottom right hand side so that's where the ghosts are exiting the carriage you can just barely make out the silhouette of big thunder mountain it's a fantastic subtle detail that we were also able to spot on our last trip to the parks it took me two tries to be honest but on the second time i did see it yeah it's typically <laughs> something disney that they have these really small little details yeah. uh, included in the show uh, while uh, other theme parks think 99 percent of the guests don't see this so why should we get yeah. it in? But uh, yeah, that's the imagineering difference, I guess. So really happy with how Disney takes creating theme parks seriously. <laughs> the why bother mentality, right? This is so cool. And it now that was just a short preview of the full-length Patreon-exclusive show. You can get instant access to this episode as well as Disneyland Paris Hacks 2.0, Disneyland Paris on a Budget, and the Discoveryland Deep Dive along with all of our other fabulous Patreon-exclusive episodes now on patreon.com slash See you there!